I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Saturday, September 16th, 2023, 8.01 a.m. We are just slightly behind, Josh, but I hope the people will forgive us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hosts, the Josh and Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks, hi, folks. out there. Oh, you beat me to it. We appreciate everyone who chats along with us in the Discord. We again had a lively bunch for the Thursday night game where the Vikings were getting throttled um just the way she goes sometimes but uh we appreciate that we also have the segment start times down in the description below and then um we appreciate at levi oki uh illustration on instagram for all the beautiful art you can see josh how you doing Darren. how are you guy you know what i'm doing okay just av- oh my god what Aww. just happened i'm doing average at best um, no. Yeah, that's the way she goes sometimes, Josh. Can't win them all. But uh um, try. Yeah. Today's show, um, he didn't want it to be. We don't have it fully prepared, but today's show was brought to us by um well, Basement Studio Productions. I don't know. We'll uh and or Panic Man Walters. He has sponsored the show right before the show started, so we were not prepared to announce that. But um you know what? Shout out to him. Josh, what do you anything cool or interesting happen in your life between Tuesday and now? I mean, give the people something. Give them at least a nibble. Well, Nikita and I painted our uh, one of the rooms in our basement as we're getting our basement uh, finished. So yesterday Whoa. we did that. Um, and everybody knows that the best way to paint is with a, wide, a big open can of paint, um, some rollers in an enclosed room, and with no airflow. So. <laughs> Let's just say that I was seeing sound and smelling color. Brother, get a little high on the fumes, dude. High in your own supply. Sure. What co- okay, how what color did we go with? Um, it's like a uh, grayish, brownish, I don't know. Yes. It's what, a color. What do you know, Josh? I know that uh uh, using a roller is much more efficient than using a brush when you're painting large areas of the wall. Um, when you have a lack of um, light supply in the corners, the paint itself may look like it's applied, but it's not necessarily applied. So when you come down the next day, 15 minutes prior to a podcast, and you look at it, you go, uh-oh, now I realize you have some touch-ups to do. Um, I know that if you are a Vikings fan, you're probably pretty sad right now because your team sucks. Uh, you're 0-2. The only team with a win in uh, in our podcast fandom base is <laughs> mine um, because the Steelers stink, the Bengals stink, the Vikings stink, and the rest of the team stink. Didn't the Colts get a win? Or did the Colts lose? I, generally I just assume the Colts lost. I thought they won, but what do I know? No, they lost. Fuck. I remember what? watching that because they had it like on the goal line and better than people expected. How's that? Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, you ready to get into the the meat and potatoes of our Saturday morning show? It's been a while since we've done a proper Saturday morning show. I know we've been podcasting on Saturday mornings um, within the past month, just giving the people some bits. But um, we are here and we are ready. And the Saturday morning show, for people who don't remember, almost all of it is dedicated to 
Start and sit. Real simple. I didn't go with a obnoxious rebrand uh, like Hogs at the Market or anything like that. We'll just keep it simple. We'll keep it semi-profesh. Um, we're just doing starts and sits. We've got five different categories here. Walters has already hit us with one in the chat. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so for future Saturday mornings, if you guys want to wake up with us or hit us with it on Thursday or Friday, um, if you got any start sits, we Josh and I will sit here. We'll analyze it for a bit because that's pretty much what the whole Saturday show is about: is getting you ready for the slate of games on Sunday. Without further ado, Josh, who do we got in our first little uh, start sit decision here? Oh, we've got the nickname worthy quarterbacks, uh, the Brockness Monster, Brock Purdy at Los Angeles Rams, or the Love Boat Jordan Love at Atlanta. The Brock Lobster dude. Well, Josh, Brock, um, Brockness Monster. You know, I was going to name the category I Love Brock and Roll um, because it's a combination of both names, but we don't play in two quarterback leagues because that's silly. All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead. I mean, we play, you and I both play in a two quarterback lead together. I mean, Superflex, two quarterback, it's a difference. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, Josh. Um, but so, I mean, obviously, Brock Purdy, from like a football perspective, he looked really good. From a fantasy perspective, he's a little more pedestrian. Um, he had about 17 points. You know, your scoring system could differ a bit. But uh, 17 points for most people in most leagues uh, for Brock Purdy against Pittsburgh. And they're playing at Los Angeles Rams. Um, they've had the 49ers have had great success over. Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Sh- uh, Michael Sh- Michael Shanahan. Um, Mike, is it Mike Shanahan, or is it what's the Rams? His- no, but what's the kid's name? Mike Shanahan's the legendary coach. Why can't I think of the? Is it just also Shanahan? I know it's Shanahan, but what's his first name? Bruce. It's not for Josh. Come on. Anyways, the the 49ers have had great success over the Rams, over Shanahan's reign. Um, and I want to expect, you know, Brock Purdy to light it up from a fantasy perspective. I think somewhere between 15 and 18 is probably reasonable. So, you know, even though the 49ers are more than likely going to win that game, um, you know, what's uh, is it going to be a great fantasy performance? Probably not. However, you look at Jordan Love, sure, he's playing Chicago, potentially one of the worst teams in the league again. They won the first overall pick last year. He put up 23 points playing Atlanta, another team that most people aren't um, thinking big things will come from this year. You know, we could see Jordan Love putting up another 20-plus point performance. I think between the start set, <laughs> I've had a bunch of coke, but Dobbs is my call. We'll have to remember that later. I wish I'd had that as a sounder, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jordan Love seems like the obvious pick here, Josh, but maybe you know something I don't know for the start set between the Brock Lobster and uh, J-Lo. Well, see, I have a feeling with Atlanta being a run-first offense, um, time of possession is going to be one of those things. Defense for the Green, Green Bay Packers hasn't necessarily always been so good against the run. So it could be a very lopsided time of possession game in which uh, Jordan Love doesn't have opportunity to throw the ball more. Um, Aaron Jones being out means A.J. Dillon's going to, or Aaron Jones likely being out. I did see he's projected zero in some of my lineup, so it's, um, but then they say that he's still questionable technically. Um, it, it's one of those things where um, I don't know if he's going to have He'd have to make the most of his opportunities. Um, Brock Purdy, on the other hand, going up against the Los Angeles Rams, who chucked the rock around a lot last week. Um, and, you know, he's going to have some opportunity, a little bit more opportunity. So it's a tough call. That's kind of why I put this in there. Um, but I'm going to lean Brock Purdy, um, even though I have, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, I had the quarterback wasteland 
where my quarterback scored sub 10 in the Hidden Oaks League almost every single week, except maybe two. Um, and this year, I'm starting off with a solid uh, zero point average out of my quarterbacks. Um, and so <laughs> and I have Brock Purdy in my steps. starting line. I, yeah, but you got zero points. Um, and so I, I do have Brock Purdy in my starting lineup there. So take that into consideration. But I'm going to lean, um, I'm, I'm going to lean for the Purdy fly for a white guy. Okay. I mean, so I think I think the bit last year, if I remember correctly, and we could just change the bit. We don't have to do exactly what we did last year. Um, I don't understand why Soto would affect your decision-making, Walters. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. So I think our deal was we came to a consensus. Do we want to push for consensus? Because I still think Jordan Love. But uh, if you feel much more strongly about Purdy, I'll ride with you. But I would still vote Love if it were just my decision alone. Well, we can we can do it separate this time. All right. I'm a Love guy. All right, moving on to oh, no, oh to nothing apparently. Uh to the uh the same team running backs. We've got Dalvin dead in the water cook at Dallas versus Brees. I'm still recovering. Wink wink hall. At He's on the Dallas. snap count, bro. Salah came back out and said it, dude. So who do you got, guard? Do you, are you gonna stick with the old old uh um, fave Delvin Cook, are you still still tooting that horn, or are you going to go with Brees Hall monitor? Um, I mean, I do think that um, the green script kind of got flipped on its head last week with Aaron Rodgers going down literally the first series. You know, he had that beautiful moment where he's running the flag onto the field, 9-11, two New York teams, blah, 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 we get it, and then he's injured immediately. So I do think the game script got screwed up a bit. I think we were probably going to see much more Dalvin than we did see. Um you know, so he only had, depending on your scoring settings, he only had 8.9 points. You know, sub 10 points for sure in almost every league. Did have three receptions, so um, that, you got a little bit of a boost in PPR. Um, Brees Hall, we saw him rock. I mean, he already had 127 yards on the ground. Um, he had two... Um, Two targets, one reception. Sorry. My eyes are just fucking up this morning. Um, did have Open a fumble, them. but um, did not lose the fumble. So depending on your scoring settings there. Um, but, you know, between these two, I'm picking Brees Hall again. The dude looked magic even on a pitch count. He took, you know, only 31% of the snaps. I don't have an exact snap count in front of me. But, um, yeah, Brees Hall would be my pick for sure. I love Dalvin Cook. We should see more of him this week. He got 50% of the snaps last week. But um, Brees Hall looked electric. He did not look look um like there were any limitations really they're probably just being extra cautious because they don't want anything to happen to them which i understand and i respect they brought in dalvin um but uh yeah Brees hall all the way for me yeah Brees hall is going to be my pick as well um i've said dalvin's cooked for the last couple years uh last year a little bit more uh this year i i watched him he has cement shoes so i'm gonna go with Brees hall I mean, I don't appreciate the Cook slander. I think some of the things you said there are wrong. But when you're stacking him up against potential generational talent, Brees Hall, I'm not sure it's fair. And Brees Hall already looked really, really good week one. Moving on, Josh, to the next category. You've got the Mike drop here. We're going with Mike Evans versus Chicago, or Mike Williams at Tennessee. Uh, Mike Evans did get into the end zone last week. Mike Williams did get into the head zone with a concussion. Josh, who do you like between Mike and Mike this week? 
See, I so Mike Williams, I never saw as showing up as questionable. Has he cleared the concussion protocol? I I've never seen an injured designation. I've got him on multiple teams. As far as I can tell, he's good to go. Um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't see any question any injury designation. All right. So if if he is for if for whatever reason he pops up, we should toss in a contingency mic um, with Michael Thomas. Um, even though it's not technically a mic, that's why he's contingent. Um, so if Mike Williams doesn't play, just consider Mike Thomas as as kind of that alternative. So um, I don't know if that would change anything, but I am going to go and I'm going to say uh, Mike Williams as my number one option here. Um, Mike Evans, he had a great game last week. Uh, Chicago's defense um, is porous but they are a run first offense um and so i think that they're gonna have an easier time running the ball this week um after you know after all of the reports of literally just they they were shell-shocked had no idea why they suck so bad when you know all they had to do is watch last year and realize they're kind of bad um i think that they got they got invested in those headlines in this offseason. They probably watched too much Adam Rank saying that they're the best team in the NFL. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields is not an MVP. Um, that team is not a Super Bowl contender um, as much as the media tried to paint them that way. Um, so I'm going to go Mike Williams at Tennessee just because I feel like that game could be more of a shootout. Plus, uh, Tennessee apparently has an allergic reaction to the football. Um, and so um, Tannehill does like to give the ball away. I like your analysis there, Josh. I mean, I've been, it's no secret that I've been high on the Chargers for years and years, brother. Um, but I mean, even though, you know, Mike Williams did take, you know, 77% of the snaps last week before he got his concussion. Um, so, you know, he was in most of the game and he only was able to put up, you know, four receptions, 45 yards on five targets. Um, you know, and that was a offensive shootout without question. Whereas Mike Evans, he started a bit slow, ended up with 10 targets, six receptions, got in the end zone i think i'd opt for i think evans is the safer option this week i think williams might have the higher ceiling i think evans has the higher floor so if that's you know depending on what kind of uh, matchup you're looking at if you're just trying to get the dub or if you're trying to swing for the fences here i know it's only week two but i think i would go with mike evans this week just because we've already saw i mean I, I genuinely love Mike Williams as a player. I watch kind of all the uh, um, Los Angeles Chargers social media. Mike Williams always seems like a super nice guy, and I don't think he's necessarily just putting on for the camera. You know, I can't pretend to actually know him, so maybe he is a fucking dirtbag. I can't, I can't tell for sure. But everything I see, Mike Williams seems like a real genuine nice guy, and so I'm rooting for him as a human. I'm rooting for him as a person, but he gets hurt every year, dude. I can't believe it. I'm going Thanks Mike Evans. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that is a fair assessment. I do think that he's going to have more volume this week since Eckler is out. Um, and so no Eckler, um, it frees up what 20 targets a game. So that's, uh, something to, something I'd take into consideration. So that's, that's just kind of where I'm leaning on that one. So, um, but if Mike Williams doesn't play, I would definitely say Mike Evans over Michael Thomas. Okay. And yeah, you know, we're doing the thing where we don't need to come consensus, right? So it's okay. We can disagree. You can take Williams. I can take Evans. Moving on, Josh, to the young buns. Almost everyone with any sort of fantasy expertise tries to always tell you, avoid the rookie tight ends. They don't know what they're doing. They all stink. Rookie tight ends stink. They take at least a year or two to get into their system. Well, Josh, I think kind of both Dalton Kincaid First of the Los Angeles Rams and Sam Laporta versus the Seattle Seahawks kind of proved last week that 
they seem like they're ready to go on their offenses. They're being used much more as receivers than maybe the more traditional Jim Kleinsaucer Kleinsaucer type tight end role. But um, Dalton Kincaid and both Sam Laporte, I think, showed promising performances, if not, you know, maybe not flashy fantasy performances, but promising performances week one. Who do you like this week? Dalton Kincaid versus the Raiders or Sam Laporte versus Seattle? Um, I'm going to go with Sam Laporta. They they showed confidence him on on third downs. Uh, Dalton Kincaid had you know some solid plays. He lined up as a wide receiver a couple times, um, so that is that is interesting. Um, Josh Allen was shaky, um, and so we'll and so we'll see how he rebounds from that. But uh, as far as the young buns go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Sam Laporta body. All right. I mean, if you're looking at their the tail of the tape here, they're both pretty similar. Dalton Kincaid had 80% of the snaps. Sam Laporta had 83% of the snaps. I do believe from watching the Thursday night game, I'm pretty sure I saw Sam Laporta lined up in the slot plenty as well. I don't know if he was ever out wide, but you know he wasn't always in an inline tight end. Um, Dalton Kincaid had four targets, four receptions. Sam Laporta had five targets, five receptions. Sam Laporta had 39 yards. Dalton Kincaid had 26 yards. So, I mean, their averages were within about a yard and a half of each other. Um, I don't think you, I think they're pretty similar. Um, I don't think that these, either of these matchups are crazy. Uh, you know, I don't think that uh, Las Vegas versus Seattle scares me much. I currently have Sam Laporta on more rosters than I do Kincaid, so I'll just very biasly say Sam Laporta. But I think, to me, Josh, they're honestly very similar. Like, if I, for whatever reason, if I had them both on a roster, I would probably genuinely flip a coin to try and decide between the two. I think they're extremely similar right now. But um, I'll, ta- I'll ride with you and take Laporta if, you, you know, if I'm forced into a choice. All right, moving on, we have the dart throws. The players that, you know, had some success last week, maybe, maybe not. A little um, flexual attraction. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of maybe bounce back for some or continued success for others. Um, we've got the dart throws. Khalil Herbert at Tampa Bay. Um, we saw him, I believe, in the end zone after being the lead back in uh, in Chicago. Uh, Kyron Williams, he had, I think he outsnapped. Um, acres by a few um i, yeah, I think it was like 33 to 30 times? so it was a it was a hard split and he yeah. did khalil just a little corrections uh herbert did not find the end zone but kyron williams did find the end zone twice okay so um and, but we know that Justin Fields doesn't like to throw the ball down the field, so his check down back may be Khalil Herbert. Um, Kyron he did have Williams. five targets and three receptions, yes. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and so Williams versus San Fran, that's stout defense. That could be an interesting decision to play him. Um, then we've got the bounce back candidates for these dart throws. Or do you think Kadarius Tony is going to have um, a case of the uh, the slippery fingers at Jacksonville? Um, Mahomes said he's going to have a little bit more faith in him, or he's still going to have faith in him. Tony, um, you know, he deleted all his social media, so that's how you know things are getting serious. Um, and then Kyle Pitts for Green Bay. Do you think that uh, him running around wide open is going to be something that Desmond Ritter notices, or do you think that he's still going to have a blind eye to the pits? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I certainly, um, you know, not that I was expecting high things from Kyle Pitts at all, but obviously he was drafted fourth overall for a reason. The man has plenty of talent, and I saw some highlights last week of Kyle Pitts, you know, doing some dirty things to defenders and being wide open, and Ritter was just in a different fucking solar system, dude. Ritter was just not looking his way at all. He was either tucking and running, or he was staring so hard to the side of the field that it didn't matter. This one's tough for me, Josh. You know, I, I, I could understand people trying to say that Kyron William is fool's 
Eagles gold. Um, he found the end zone twice, so his numbers are inflated. Otherwise, he would have had, you know, five fantasy points from his 52 yards because he, he only had two targets and zero reception. So no receiving production at all, so no uh, additional PPR value. That said, I mean, I, I think I would still buy the Kyron Williams hype if I'm choosing between these four. I'm probably between the two running backs, between Herbert and Williams. Herbert probably has the higher floor than Williams. So if you're looking for a little, you know, especially in PPR formats, if you're looking for just a little bit of that safe flexual floor, um, he did have five targets, three receptions for 37 yards. That's where the majority of his points came from. I would probably go Kyron Williams. I would probably try and go for that boom performance in this scenario, whereas earlier I took the safe option. Um, I would probably go Kyron Williams, but, um, you know, I'm between the two running backs at least. What Are you seeing anything different? you think Tony pops back, or have you lost all faith? He did have five targets and some really high-quality targets. He just could not catch them. Yeah, no, I'm going to say Kadarius Tony bounces back, um, mainly because I need him to to try and secure somewhat of a, um, a obtainable chance of beating you in the, uh, uh, the, the, the Champions Branch Out League. And so that's going to be my pick there. But Kyron Williams is definitely... Um, you know he's he's a boomer bust I think against that defense. Cleo Herbert would probably be my second choice, but Tony, I I, I have a feeling Tony bounces back. They're going to try and develop so, or get him some plays to get his confidence. So I think Andy Reid's going to design some things, maybe some crazy cyclone twists and whatnot. But yeah, I mean if yeah. I had any faith in Tony, I think I'd ride with you. But I also have absolutely zero Tony shares in fantasy. I have absolutely zero percent exposure. I'm on like. You know, 10, 11, 12 fantasy teams, 0% exposure. So I have absolutely zero bias, and I have no reason to cheer for Tony um, from that perspective. So I, I just can't ride with you. He's, he's just never been reliable, and I just that's why I didn't touch him, and I haven't touched yeah, him. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out if he's a reliable receiver this week, I think, um, depending on his usage, um, if he sees the field more. Um, obviously, if Kelsey comes back, if Kelsey's not on a pitch count, it's going to limit his um, limit his options because Mahomes is going to turn to his safe um, his safety net. Um, otherwise, you know, maybe this is the week we find out if he's a big fat Tony. Could be. Uh, and quick, a word from our sponsors. Josh, when you think of jingles, when you think of songs, what are some of the most legendary jingles or songs you can think of? Obviously, you and I have a beautiful love um, and affliction for Every Time We Touch by Cascada, one of the most beautiful songs to ever exist. Um, but let's say let's say you're looking for maybe, you know, you know, not every all audio is songs. Maybe you're looking for a bit of a jingle, Josh. When you think of some of the best jingles from ads or the radio or from TV ads or the radio, or whatever what do you think are some of the best jingles out there well when it, when it comes to jingles you want something that uh gets stuck in your head something that no matter how annoying it's still in your head because that's what they're expo- that's what they want they want that kind of um subliminal in the back of your mind so obviously meow mix meow mix please deliver um is up there top five um but then we've got uh you know one and cars for kids that jingle that's that's a pretty that's a pretty annoying one that gets stuck in your head um and then one that's taken the world by storm is uh whopper whopper bacon whopper um that's that's definitely a uh that's that's definitely a top one in my mind so those three right there um some of the uh some of the um, unsung ones that are out there you know we've got the oscar meyer um franks that's a good one um yeah i mean jingles i think we need a separate jingle podcast if we're gonna go through them all but yeah so those are just some of the ones that come to my mind 
No, I mean, Josh, that is that is a beautiful... Uh, I, you definitely did way more na- a jingle analysis than I expected you to. Maybe, you, uh, <clears throat> maybe you're a man who has not paid every single service everywhere to eliminate commercials like I have. Because I've certainly tried my best to uh, get all those dang... Um, those dang ads out of my face. But, you know, not everyone can do that. Not everyone has a position. Realistically, I should probably cut back on some of my um, subscriptions. But the whole reason I bring this up, Josh, is because today's sponsor of the show is Basement Studio Productions, and they are known for putting out bangers of songs. If you want them to recreate or create their own, you know, equivalent of Cascada every time we touch, dude, um, I'm sure Walters could put something together like that. If you want him to put together a beautiful jingle for your, for your company, uh, Walters has put together some sounders for us. I've stopped playing them this year just because I, I try and keep this show somewhat fresh. We like to rebrand and reface and not use everything the same year to year. But obviously, everyone who listened to the show the entirety of last year knows Walters can t- put together a banger of a little uh, a little jingle, a little intro, a little stinger, whatever you want to call it. So if you're in the if you're looking for some audio productions, the way we push Levi Oki illustration for all the beautiful people's art. I mean, all the other podcasters are using Levi Oki these days they know what beautiful art um for some audio i'd consider basement studio productions that i'd consider um mr ryan walters for all your audio needs josh with that said today's sponsor has given us a start set and i think we should take another 30 minutes just to make sure this man feels special in our analysis but the start set well. we have been given <laughs> no we're not doing that sorry walters uh, the start set we have been uh we have been pot we have been given to ponder is romeo dubs or michael thomas obviously josh uh, romeo dubs lit it up last week against chicago even with a, a sub 50 percent snap share christian watson was out and michael thomas you know eight targets last week um never got in the end zone but uh you know i'd say both players looked maybe better than maybe some people thought or expected especially romeo dubs was coming in questionable who do you like between dubs and thomas this week yeah, I think Dubs is uh, – I like Dubs more than Thomas, mainly because I think that his snap count, uh, his pitch count last week did limit him a little bit, but he he found the end zone. That back shoulder um, in the fade in the end zone was a thing of beauty. Um, and so I think that his rapport with Love is pretty solid. Um, Watson is likely going to be out again, I, I think. I thought he was already ruled out, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Jones is, you know, like I said earlier, out or very, very questionable. Um, And so that just frees up more targets because it does sound like he has a little bit more of, um, or he's going to be on um, less of a pitch count this week. So um, I do like the dubs. um, And so that's going to be where I lean. Um, Michael Thomas, though, he did have a solid share last week, um, but with Olave, in the mix, um, Juwan Johnson and um, Rashid Jachatid, or whatever his name Excuse is. That's me? another. I I sneezed. I don't know. Um, I I'm gonna lean Dubs on this one, and it may be homerism, but I'm leaning Dubs. I mean, it's fair. I mean, Dubs looked really good. He certainly had the better fantasy performance last week. Five targets, four receptions. Did not have great. He only had 26 yards, so not a lot of, you know, production through the air necessarily, but two touchdowns. I mean, touchdowns are the make or break for fantasy players. That's what separates the men from the boys. So if he's getting looks in the end zone, that's a player you definitely want to have in your team. And especially with 26 yards, it's not like either of these plays were like fluke plays where he, a bunch of defenders missed or this or that, and he ran 80 yards down the field to get a score. Nah, man. Only 26 six yards and two touchdowns so i think dubs is uh worthy a look but michael thomas again check out the tail of the tape here 80 percent snaps here eight targets five receptions 61 yards so that's a um 12.2 yard per catch um 
average. I think, Josh, and they're playing Carolina, who I think J.C. Horn just went on IR. I'm taking Michael Thomas, I think. Um, Derek Carr proved he's not washed yet. He's not looking like Tannehill out there. I'm going Michael Thomas. I think Romeo Dubs will probably see a positive regression in his yardage, only 26, but I don't think he's going to get two touchdowns again, even with Watson out. So I'm taking Michael Thomas on this one. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair fair assessment. So um, I hope that we helped you out, Walters. Uh, we gave you some things to chew on. Um Whichever player you go with, I'm going to just go ahead and send positive vibes your way and say that it is going to be a five to 10 point performance. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get like a scoring rules or anything. And PPR might be a bit different because we saw more targets go the way of Michael Thomas. But moving on, Josh, we're almost out of here. But let's quick give the people a fan duel bust of the week. Um, I have mine ready. I'm not sure if you got yours ready off screen. I see it's not in the notes. But I can go with mine first, assuming you're not ready, Josh. Um, we appreciate everyone who plays in the pod, uh, the hood pod play along. It's not too late to participate. You still have, as of right now, you still have 17 attempts to put together your best five scores. So lots of weeks left, lots of opportunity. It's only 10 bucks to play. Reach out to me or just click the link in the Discord or copy and paste the link and put it in a browser. I heard this kind of the workaround some people had to use but we have 14 players right now so that puts the prize pool at 130 dollars um but yeah still we can get up to 20 so if six more people want to play we could get a little bit of a bigger prize pool that said josh the the cincinnati Bengals really scared me last week and i really don't know what to expect it looked like burrow wasn't fully healthy um for anyone who kind of watched that game back so for that reason not because i don't believe this player is extremely talented not that i don't believe this team is going to completely turn it around but for this week josh my fan duel bust of the week is going to be Jamar Chase. He'd cost you about 8400 bucks, and uh, I don't know what to think about the Cincinnati Bengals right now. So for me, I'm a man who likes to run away sometimes. I'm not buying low. I'm not buying the dip. I think they could be going down still. I don't think, you know, they've started slow the last couple of years. So they'll figure it out. They'll be in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But my bust of the week, Josh, is Jamar Chase for 8400 I've given you at least a minute and a half to look if you haven't looked already. Josh, who's your fan duel bust of the week? Well, I disagree with that assessment um, because he's in my lineup right now. Um, but I'm going to go with somebody who's on the same team, and I'm going to go with uh, Joey Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon, um, you know, he had a solid year a couple years ago. Last year was a down year. Um, he's going up against a solid defense in Baltimore. Um, he's 7,200, so he's not going to be breaking a bank. He's not up there in that 80 range. But uh, I do think that uh, Joe Mixon is somebody that uh, last week in FanDuel, he only put, he put up 8.8. .8. Um, so, you know, take what you will. That's more than some of the running backs, but I do think that he, um, his, his, uh, his price point isn't worth it going up against that defense. All right. Appreciate that. Those are your fan duel busts of the week. Josh, before we get out of here, we are at 30 minutes, but, uh, you know, we we're a little bit loosey goosey with that. A minute or two extra isn't a big deal. I know you got a life to get to, but anything you're looking forward to this Sunday? Obviously, the Packers looked hot. Um, any any waiver wire ads you were happy to get this week? Anything else you want to hit with the people for this Sunday of football um, before we get out of here? Weekly well, I do want to say I do want to say that I have a little bit of a gripe with Sleeper right now. Um, oh. So I had been making some adjustments with Sleeper, and I think that there was some connection issues on on one of the ends. I'm going to guess theirs because my um, ESPN league was able to make some changes, um, and so I 
on Thursday prior to leaving for to softball. So at around seven o'clock when I left, so 15 minutes prior to game time, um, I was making some adjustments and I, I actually subbed Jordan Addison in the butt, sweat and beers league and took out, uh, Christian Kirk. And obviously we know Jordan Addison had like 80 yards and a touchdown, three catches. So, you know, 14 points in fantasy. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty solid. And then go check my lineup. He's still on the bench. Ooh, tough dude. So it didn't get saved apparently. Um, and then I had also put in a, bet on on sleeper um so last week i went one for one on my bets um and then this week i would have gone one for one because my i had i hit the over on devonta smith yards which was set at like 68 and then i hit the over on addison yards which was set at 38 and both of them went over in the first half and i went to go check my uh bank you know getting ready to roll around in the in the coins and i didn't go through so something happened sleeper I don't know if it was on your end, if it was on my end, or what, but I'm going to blame you. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I, you know, especially because there's not like, there's never been a save option on Sleeper. It's not like you make an adjustment, then you have to click save. It's like usually when you make that roster change, it's, it's locked in immediately. So I don't know. That's, I don't think I've ever had an issue like that, but that's interesting. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Um, but you've already got a win. You kicked my ass last week. So, I mean, if you lose this week, you know, fuck you. Uh, I guess the only thing I'll say about the storylines, you know, the Vikings have already played, but I'm going to talk about them for a second. It's not necessarily about Sunday, but. I try my very best to try and keep an even keel or keep an unbiased Vikings view. I've been coming in really low on the Vikings to start the season because, you know, even the most rational homers, like, are right, we in 13-4 last year? We're coming back. Vikings are going to do things. I'm like, guys, we were easily a 9-7 and team last year, okay? that's We were not as good as our record. Um, so I've been trying to bring people back. I knew we were going to lose on Thursday. Even the Vikings tried to make it look like it was close. The game was never as close as it looked, okay? Vikings lost. That said, now we've got the mini buy vikings have a chance to do a little bit of a self-scout very early in the season um so i think if there was ever a chance for the vikings to turn a couple things around these couple extra days this is when the vikings could start to figure things out i'm not saying they're going to i'm not going to say the vikings are going on to win 10 plus games this season i've been low on the vikings from the preseason um but if there was ever an opportunity for them to kind of right the ship and uh, go on to have a better season, it's right now. The Vikings have to be making those moves in these couple extra days off, and we'll see. Um, but yeah, the Vikings are... Uh all that's to say is I'm trying to pump up the Vikings now. I've, I've been very low on the Vikings, telling everyone, calm down, relax, we're not that good. And I've been proven to be right. But now... Vikings, this is your chance. Use the mini buy to uh, to turn things around. Hopefully, we'll see. Who knows? The Vikings might just stink this year, but um, that happens with some teams sometimes. Josh, go ahead and uh, let the people know how much we appreciate Walters before we go for sponsoring today's show, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Thanks, Walters. And I, I'm going to go ahead and add to the whole mix on the Vikings. Is Jordan not Jordan? Is Justin Jefferson allergic to the end zone? Five touchdowns last season, and then this time he gets close and he coughed up the football. I I just I, I think I he might know. have been I think he might have been scared of it. That's why he didn't want to touch it himself. Instead, he kind of threw the ball at the end zone, hoping it would count. But then he learned the rules don't really allow that. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. So no, I just it's just to me it's bonkers. If he could, you know, even just put up three or four more touchdowns each season, it. it yeah, all time. But he's, he's, I mean, he's still in that conversation, but the touchdowns is lacking. 
I mean, I think JJ will be fine. Um, but all right, Josh, go ahead and hit your go Packers, and then we will get the hell out of here. We went f- a little bit over. We'll clean it up next week, but we did have a show sponsor unexpectedly, so we had to give Basement Studio Productions some love. Thank you again, Walters, for uh, sponsoring the show literally seconds before we went on the air. But I hope uh, you got your money's worth. If not, we'll come back next week. Josh, say it so we can leave. Go Packers! Go Packers! say some things some things make me smile some things make me frown some things make me not do much 